0: Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by Living Word Church. We trust that as you hear the Word of God preached, you'll be encouraged and equipped to love God and do His will. If you're looking for a church home, please feel free to visit our Sunday morning worship service at 10 a.m. or visit our website at www.livingwordchurch.cc. And now for our message. Um, uh, Dave spoke to me and let me know that he was going to be out of town. Uh, But I've been staying with uh, Todd and um, Pam, and we've been having a wonderful time together. And we're just expecting God to do some great things amongst us this morning. I hope you're ready. Um, I sense His presence in the building already, because wherever His people are, He's present. Um, I'm going to give us about uh, five minutes or so to just kind of um, greet one another. Um, if there are some chairs that are empty, I'm going to ask you to come of fill them in because some of the things that we're going to be doing this morning, you can't be speaking to an empty chair. If you are, we want to pray for you. <laughs> um So we want to just take a little bit of time and just greet someone when you hear the music start. That's your cue to come back where you are, and um, we want to just greet one another in the love of the Lord, and um, then we're going to come back, and it's going to be a little bit different this morning, Um, and I'm really trusting the God in you um, to cooperate, even though it's different, even though it's not your normal. Um, I promise you that I'll be with you. I won't leave out of the building. Um, I won't do something strange that... uh, I can't say that I won't make you feel uncomfortable because I believe that those are the places where we learn the best. Um, Is when we are uncomfortable and we are in unfamiliar territory. Um, That's where we learn, and we really depend upon the Lord the most. Um, Do I get a witness in the house? And so, um, we're going to have a a, a great time this morning. Um, As I was before the Lord for you, this is, I had something else planned. And the Lord, had, he gave me no peace in what I had planned uh, until I came to this, what we're going to do this morning. So um, if you are familiar with what I'm going to do, it's just a reminder. It's a reminder to you. Um, if it's new to you, then it's something that we all want to be on the same page and we want to be doing together and learning together. Uh, I think I spoke to you on last December when I was here, and oftentimes when it comes to equipping, the, the the worship teams are equipped, but the people who we serve, and you are the majority, you're left out of that process, and I believe that God is being very mindful of where. You as a church are wanting to go, and we're going to cover some things that I believe that's going to help us to really grow together. Um, In Memphis, there are churches that I, um, many of the worship leaders that I train, they go into, and there's lights, there's smoke, there's smoke machines, there's all kinds of gadgets and stuff. Um, and they sing songs. And it's a song service, but it's not worship. And I sense in your hearts that you want to touch into the heart of God, and you want God to touch you in a manner that when you come in, you don't go out the same way. You You go out changed by the power of the living God. And when God sees a people like that, and He sees a people's hunger like that, He meets them in very special ways. So, if that's where you are, then I'm in the right place today. Hello? If that's, if that's where you are, then I'm in the right place because I don't want to just sing songs. I can go to any place for that. But there are many places that we can go that we do not sense the presence of God. I want his presence. That's where we live. As fish need water, as birds need the air, God's people need his presence in order to live. So if we're in that place, I want you to just stand and then just go and mingle with each other for a little bit, then we're going to come back and fill in all of the chairs. When you hear the music, that's your chance and your cue to come back to your chairs. If you can turn in your Bibles and your devices to First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. We're going to take a look at verse 9. This scripture really identifies us as the people of God. And I've changed just the beginning of it, just so that it says this. We are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's a powerful scripture. It first appears in the Bible in the book of Exodus and the children of Israel have been brought out of the land of Egypt and as they are journeying they come right outside of Mount Sinai and God gives a message to Moses and he says I want you to remind the people of how I carried them and I bore them upon eagle's wings. And I've chosen them. They are mine. I don't know about you, but there's something very special that when we realize the high calling that God has given to each one of us, that we are a chosen people. God could have chosen anyone else. But he chose to save each one of us. And in his saving of us, he has let us know of the high calling and privilege that he has given to all of us. That we are part of not just a priesthood, but a royal priesthood. Come on, somebody. That's where you can square your shoulders back. You can lift your head up high. Because you and I are part of something that is of royalty. It's not just for the worship leaders. You have come and we are all part of a royal priesthood that we are able to minister unto God. We're able to come into his courts where the priest of old would have had to do all kinds of ritual and go through all kinds of of things, we're able to come through the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts and there minister to this great God, all of us together. Not just a few, but all of us. God wanted that from the very beginning that he wanted the nation of Israel to be a priesthood unto him. He took them around Mount Sinai, and it says, and there was lightning, and there was smoke, there was earthquake, and there was shaking. And instead of the people drawing near to God, they began to back up. They weren't afraid. I'm going to use some Memphis language. They were scared. That's being afraid on steroids. (laughs) And Moses said, come on, come on. Don't be afraid of this great God. He's only wanting you to fear him, have reverence for him, so that you, you will depart from anything that would separate you from him that you would not sin, that you would stay and walk in a righteous manner before this God. And they said to Moses, hmm, uh, you go near to him, whatever he tells you, you come back and tell us, and that's the way we want it. In the Old Testament, God did not get what he wanted. He wanted the whole nation to be a priesthood unto him. In the New Testament, Under Jesus, we now have been bought in as a royal priesthood, a chosen people who are now able to go in through the gates, into the courts, and now to stand before a holy God. And we are now able to minister to him. Glory to God. We can't have it better than that. Those in the old look forward to what we now have such a privilege to enjoy. It's not just your worship team. It's not just for the few now. It's for all of us. Forget about the platform. That does not separate us now from anything of which God is wanting us all to be engaged in. Oftentimes, I go and even at visible, I have to I have to check them, and I have to say to them, "You're much too loud." They've got the music cranked, and I'm going, "Bring it down. This is way too hot." <laughs> and it's not because I'm old. Don't I, I know? I know some of you. That's not it. It's because this is what I tell them. I want you to be able to hear the people that you are ministering to. I want them to drown you out, not you to drown them out. I want to where you have so touched into a common cord within their hearts that they are so engaged in their worship to God that they will drown you out. I said, when that happens, you'll know you've done a good job. That's what we want. That's what we're looking for here at Living Word. That you are praising God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, everything in you. You are putting it and leaving it here. When you come, okay, we don't sometimes feel like it. We don't. But that's when we need it most. It's when we don't feel like it. It's when everything has been going awry. It's when everything seems to be falling apart. That's where we need to speak to ourselves. Come on. Come on now. Bless the Lord. Come on. We're not talking to anybody else. We're saying to our own souls. This is what I preached on last time I was here. The well of what? Rehearsed memory. I'm glad you all knew that. (laughs) Is this the same church that I attended on December? Yes, it is. (laughs) The well of rehearsed memory. We're going to sing that song today. 10,000 reasons. And I want you engaging your own self. I want you... Commanding Wherever you are this morning, I want you singing that song. And then at the end, together, we're going to just bless the name of the Lord. But I want you singing to yourself. Wherever, if you enjoy, if you enjoy, hallelujah. If you're going, man, this has been a tough week. I want you to command your soul. Come on, soul. This is time to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with everything that's in you. Would you stand and let's sing that together. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you've wiped the slate clean. We bless your name. You are our great God. You do wonderful and marvelous things. There is absolutely no one like you, oh God. We thank you. You heal us, you touch our bodies. Whatever physical thing that's wrong with us, you touch and you put your hand upon it and you deliver us from all of the pain We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing here this morning. We thank you and we lift our voices to you and we magnify your great name. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you that you're in this congregation with us right now and we adore you. There is absolutely no one like you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, lift your voices. No, don't, don't clap. Lift your voices to him. Tell him how great he is, how wonderful he is. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your blood that washes us clean. Thank you for your defeat of the enemy. Thank you for setting us free from bondage. Thank you, Lord, that you put all, all of the taskmasters who were after us and who were, who were bringing an exacting pain upon us. We thank you for your great deliverance. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Now put your hands together and let's clap this great king. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. You're a great and mighty God. Thank you for your rescue of our lives. Thank you that you're calling us a chosen people. A chosen generation. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, this is good. You may be seated. That song is sung to our own soul. We are dressing our own souls. We need to. We need to. Many times during the week, we need to speak to our souls and and, and, and command our souls. What you need right now is a praise break. You need to. You need to stop your whining. Your complaining and the things that you're displeased with, the things that are bothering you and upsetting you, irritating you, and let's just take a praise break and let's begin to magnify and glorify the Lord. If we don't tell our souls what to do, our souls will certainly dictate the pace for us. And so we have to commend. As I told you on last December, it's okay for you to talk to yourself. It's all right. You haven't lost it yet. You're not going to as long as you are commanding your soul to do what God is wanting your soul to do. Before we leave this particular time of of just um, uh, singing out and singing to our souls and addressing it, you need to know that when you do that, it's worship to God. When you take rule over your own emotions, it's worship to God. When you tell your soul, stop whining, stop complaining, everything that has come out of your mouth today has just been, you need to stop it. When you take control like that, that's worship to God. God is pleased with that. When you take rule over yourself and stop yourself from moaning, complaining, and just... That's not, it doesn't even fit you. That garment needs to be thrown away. Praise is now the garment for the people of God. Back in the 70s, I think it was, or 80s, I think it was Don Moyne that came up with a song and said, praise looks good on you. Tell your neighbor that. Praise looks good on you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, complaining, mumbling, and grumbling, it doesn't look good on you. Not for a believer. Not for a believer. If you can turn now to Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to take a look at verses 18 and 19. My goodness, the time is passing fast, isn't it? Wow. Wow. Ephesians chapter 5, and it, and it says this. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Wow. Wow. We need that in the church today. We need to activate this scripture. One of the keys to overcome, in order for us to sing to one another, to speak to one another when we come together, is that we need to overcome self consciousness and fear of man. We need to overcome being so aware of our voices. How many of you here this morning, you would say, I don't really sing all that well? Raise your hand. You say, I mean, I can carry a tune, but you wouldn't want me up doing a special. Raise your hand. Keep your hands up. Come on. I want to help you this morning. God is not looking for the quality of your voice. God is not up there with an adjudication sheet going, hmm, oh, (laughs) whoo. Tone quality. Breath. Quality. Ooh. Breathing in the wrong places. High range, low range. God's not doing that. When the scripture tells us to sing to one another, speak out to one another. He's looking for the obedience of our hearts, not the quality of our voice. That's what he's after. I hope that sets you free. You don't have to have a wonderful voice. Somebody said, The only tune I can carry is, well, we can't even use this as an example anymore a radio, because it's all changed now. It's amazing. God doesn't want us concerned about our breath. If I sing, to somebody, will they smell my breath. Well, take a minute. <laughs> We're to sing and speak out to one another. You see, this is the reason. There is such a rich treasury and deposit of God in each one of you that God wants to tap into that you can bless, you can build up, you can encourage, you can speak words that will can make all the difference to someone and not even know it. When we are afraid of man, it keeps us back from the perceived gifts and the things that God has deposited. We can't be afraid of what people might think. And sometimes they're not even thinking what we're thinking that they're thinking. And we still have to deal with it, even though they weren't thinking it. Isn't that, a, isn't that a kicker? I wasn't even thinking about that with you. But you thought I was thinking about it. So you got to deal with it. We think that other people are judging us. We're going to do something today that's going to help us. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh and anew. Do you know when one of the things that the Holy Spirit does? Paul says, instead, be filled. When you look behind the Greek on that, it says, be being filled. Be being filled. If we're be being poured out, we need to be being filled. How many of you have a car that you, you fill it once and you can run for the rest of the, of the life of the car? If you find it, I want to go in with you. If you're being poured out, you need to be being filled. And it's be being filled with the Spirit. One of the things that the Spirit of God does for us is that He takes our self-consciousness away. And that's a wonderful thing. And then He touches into the very center of our speech, and we begin to sing and speak out. That's what we need. How many of you trust me to make a confession that you're going to make a confession to your brother and your sister that's right there? I won't lead you astray. Would you stand with me, and we're going to make a confession? Ready? Repeat. You are my brother or my sister. Well, that was dependent on whoever. Y'all are just trying to be funny. My sister or my sister, my brother or my sister. Okay, let's do that one again. You are my brother slash sister. Some of you still are not doing it right. I support you in your role as a priest unto God. I want you to become the best responder to the Lord's initiatives that you can be. I will not judge you or think ill of you. As you express whatever the Spirit of God is prompting you to do. I am for you. I know that you are for me. God is in us. He is for us. As we seek to excel in our praise and worship ministry. To glorify his name. So I want you. From this day on. To be released. You can dance. You can clap. You can shout. You can come out from where you are. Whatever he tells you to do. Don't you keep it inside. Let's do this together. Amen. (laughs) How many of you feel free already? Here, I, I want you just to put your hand on your head right now. And your hand, one hand on your head, one hand on your heart. Father, we ask you right now that you would fill us afresh and anew with your Spirit. We can't pray unless the Spirit helps us. We ask that you now would help us to glorify your name in praise and in worship. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take away self-consciousness. We ask that you would take away fear of man. We want to be free from these things That we may come into everything that you have destined for us while we're here on earth. We know when we get to heaven that we're going to be totally released in freedom and in liberty to praise you. But we want to experience heaven while we're here on earth. So we ask, fill us now afresh and anew with your spirit. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You can remain standing because we're going to do, um, our God is greater. And I'm going to have you do something. I'll come back up and I'm going to have you do something with this song that's going to break us loose. Yeah. 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 Put up, put up for us the chorus where it just says, "And if our God is for us, look, turn to someone to just and just declare it. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? Come on, say it. What, what, whatever you might be going through, this is a reminder." For us of the great God that we serve. I mean, I pity anyone who is trying to be against us because they're not greater than our God. I, I, I pity anyone who is trying to resist us. Look at this great God and look at what he has done for each one of us in this room and the stories that we can tell again and again of the awesome deliverance and rescue and the provision that our God has brought to us just when we needed it. There's nobody like Him. And we t- we, when we sing this to one another, we're stirring something on the inside. And we're reminding ourselves, hey, everything is going to be all right. We don't know how, how God is going to work it out, but He is going to work this thing out for each one of us. Amen. Amen. You may be seated just for a moment. One of the things that I've noticed that we need we need to remind ourselves, we need to remind our children. I'm glad that the children are in with us this morning. And they're able to see us demonstrate and, and activate this kind of praise because they're learning at an early age how to do it. We are to pass on from one generation to the next the deeds and the things and the works and the words of which our God has given to us And it's good for them to be amongst us this morning. It's good for them to be involved with what we're doing. They need to learn early. The enemy, have you noticed, is not waiting until our children are getting older before he brings his attacks to them. They need to start now, knowing how to praise and to glorify their God. One of the things that we also need we need to remind ourselves of how much God loves us. Amen. We can sometimes think that that love is based on what we do, if, if if we can do enough. But it was never upon that basis that we were accepted into the beloved. He didn't accept us because we had wonderful gifts and we were going to use them for his kingdom. He didn't accept us because we were great workers or that we're diligent in whatever we approach. He didn't do that. He showed us in the illustration of Jesus in Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 3, where Jesus comes to John the Baptist to be baptized. And as Jesus is there being baptized by John, John is hesitant because he's going, Lord, Lord, I'm needing to be baptized by you and you're asking me? And Jesus just finally said to John, I understand how you feel, but let's do this for righteousness sake. John baptizes Jesus when Jesus comes up out of the water. The scripture says that there was a voice from heaven that said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's significant. People of God, that's significant that Jesus was not being told by his father that he loved him because of the work that he was going to do because Jesus had not started his earthly ministry yet. He was being told that I love you because You're my son. You're loved. Not for what you do. You're loved because you're you. We need that. We need that. One morning there in California, I was going through a rough time going through a difficult situation where a brother in Christ betrayed me at deep deep level and I was up early that morning and I was praying and right in the midst of it God broke in to that time and he said this to me he said he said John You're my son. He said it in such a manner that it broke me. I was crying like a baby. Just, I thought, Lord, I know that. But he was communicating something deep in my spirit. You know what I'm talking about? It went beyond just mere words. It was as if I was being baptized in a liquid love. And I wept and wept. I had took out a lawsuit against this brother because they were trying to kick us out of the parsonage of which we had, and we had nowhere else to go. We had given all of our money to try to keep, at that particular time, the church afloat. And they were kicking us out. And we were at the Deepest level of betrayal, and I took out a lawsuit to stop a proceeding. And then the Lord spoke to me after I finished crying, and He said, I want you to drop the lawsuit. I said, okay, Lord, I know it's you. I said, but this lawyer, she, you heard her. You heard the conversation. She said that every time she helps nonprofits, she ends up on the raw end of the deal. And Lord, here we go again. I said, I only ask you, I will obey. I will do what you're wanting me to do. But would you take care of her? Well, She negotiated with the group that we stay in the house for three months, no rent, and they agreed, and they paid her to draw up a different agreement that I would not change my mind and bring up another suit against them, because it was legitimate. She said to me, she said, you're dropping the suit, and you can win it. I said, but I've heard from God. She said, I don't know how you've heard from him. You can win this. I said, I have heard from him. And I said, I'm going to trust him to take care of you. They ended up paying her to draw up a different agreement, paid her for that, and then paid her for the agreement of which she had drawn up for me. Come on, somebody. But I remember that morning of just knowing God's love. I want us to stand and we're going to sing. We're going to sing this song. And and I want you to turn to someone and wherever you can insert a name, I want you to insert the name and put their name in it about how they're loved. We want to minister the love of God to one another. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. I believe the more that we sing songs about God, Who we are in Christ, the inheritance that we have in Him. I think the more that we become consciously aware and we live in a manner that is more consistent with our identity in Christ, that's why we need to sing to one another. That's why we need to get out of our comfort zones. That's why we need to get out of ourselves. That's a dynamic that many churches do not experience today. They look to the platform for everything. That's not right. There are certain things that will never come from the platform that your brother and your sister who is beside you has something of God that he wants to have delivered to you. So we've talked about songs that we sing to ourselves, songs that we sing to one another, and then there are songs that we sing directly to the Lord. How many of you have a difficulty at times really focusing in and engaging in corporate worship? And you're, you're wanting more than anything. What, what I'm going to suggest to you is very, very simple. I always turn sometimes to the book of Revelation and I see the one who is seated up on the throne and I sing directly to him. The beauty about the Lord is that I don't know how many, say if it's 150 of us or 170 of us here this morning, he can pick each one of our voices out and he knows each one of us he knows our voice timbre. He knows the range. He knows the type. And he can pick it out and he knows when we're singing to him. I don't know how he does that. But that's why he's God. And I'm not and you're not. We can directly sing to him. In, in a congregation, we can engage with him and let him know, Lord, with whatever you have given me, I'm now offering it back to you. I'm grateful for all that you've done, and and I'm going to sing to you. You can close your eyes. You can do whatever it is that helps you to focus your attention, but that you're engaged with the one who has rescued you. A brother told me once, he said, when I see Jesus... I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I don't know if I'm going to run. I'm going to leap. I'm going to hug him. I'm going to fall before him. I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, that's wonderful. I said, but what are you doing now? See, we, we live in a world where we need the faith now. Now faith is. Now. Now, when you're going through something, I want to sing to him. Psalm 96, turn there in, your, in, in, the, in the Bible, and this is our last section. Well, maybe one more. Are you all right? Are you getting something out of this? That's three of us. <laughs> Psalm, Psalm 96 says this, sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. So that every song has an audience. We've sung to ourselves, commanding our souls. We've sung to each other, encouraging, admonishing, speaking, and lifting one another up. And then we have songs that we sing directly to him. We engage with him. We're going to do that now. And when we've done that, I want you to just remain standing because I'm going to do one more thing with us this morning that will help us. You are being equipped. You are being equipped for that which you've been called to. You're being equipped that when you come in next Sunday, sing with everything in you. I I don't know if you all normally sing this way, but I I heard you this morning. You're singing out this morning. You're not holding back at all. You know what? I play racquetball about four times a week. And when I get on that fifth game, my body is just going, you should have quit at four. But then I say say to myself this, since you're here, since you're engaged in it, leave everything in this court. I know you're tired, but you leave everything here so that you can walk out saying you gave it your best shot. Many times when we were growing up, the worship leader would tell us, leave your problems at the door. Leave them outside and come on in and let's engage. I don't want to, I, I will never say that to you. I want you to bring every problem, every challenge, every struggle, every trial, everything that you're going through. I want you to bring it to the greater one and lay it at his feet. I'm afraid if I tell you to leave it at the door, you might pick it up on your way out. And we don't want to do that. We want to lay it down. Let's stand and let's sing. Focus in upon Him who is up on the throne and sing, Jesus, we love you. Directly, directly to Him. Pray, bring your children with you. We're, if you can just come and join. Join me here in His presence. the front can move up just a little bit more. Yeah, there we go. I promise not to bite you. You're not that good. Psalm 96. It says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Psalm 40.
1: Psalm
0: 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my crying. He lifted me up out of a slimy pit, out of mud and mire, and he set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. I often wondered about that passage of Scripture because I thought, he's saying many will see. He didn't say many will hear. There's something that then happens in this that's transformative. All of a sudden, what God has done for each one of us He's left his name there. And we can put that in a song. It will never make the top 40. It won't make the top 10. But that's not what it's for. It's to him. And we put what he has done, the work that he has done, and we put it in a song and we put it in a melody. I'm going to put someone on the spot this morning. And I'm going to ask this individual to come and just lift her voice because the Lord gives her melodies and gives her songs. Isa, would you come? This training is not just for you. It's for the worship leaders. It's for us all together. And I just want Isa to sing out just whatever God has given her, and then we're going to join in with our own new song to the Lord. Then I'm going to pray for you and bless you. It seems that every time I come, I hold you a little bit longer.
1: It's okay, don't mind. Thank you. Someone sat here.
0: We don't mind. I hope she's echoing all of your hearts. Thank you. You are precious people of God. And he's done wonderful things in you. And he wants us to lift up in the midst of the congregation. And we're just making music in our hearts. You say, but I'm... Don't worry about it. If you have to rap yours, rap yours. If you have to just speak out yours, speak it out. But we're not going to miss out telling him all of what he's done and we're going to put it in something new and hand it to him. He enjoys it. He just absolutely loves it. And we want to please this great God. Isa, I've talked a little bit longer just to give you some time to gather your thoughts.
1: (laughs) all of us to close our eyes because it's him. And um, Lord, we're here. This freedom in your prayer.
0: song now. Come on. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank Thank you. you lift your hands with me and we're going to just receive from the Lord I'm going to pray and bless you in his name at the end of this prayer you are free to leave free to hug upon and love one another before you head out the door father we just say thank you for today thank you for what you're doing here at living word you are a living God at living word And you are doing something in the hearts of your people. Lord, I sense it. They want more than just coming, they want more than just singing songs. They want to touch into you and be touched by you. So, God, I ask in the name of Jesus, in the days ahead, I pray for song, new song, to erupt in this place. I pray for a great sense of your presence and a weight of your glory that will come each time they meet, not just on Sunday morning, but on Wednesdays when they gather for prayer. I pray that you will put in them requests that you want them to ask of you, things that you want them to plead for, to beg for, to request of you. Lord, we want more of you. We want to see miracles. We want to see people saved. We want to see people brought out of darkness into light. We want the blind to see. We want the deaf ears to open. We ask that you would do that amongst us. Lord, we come expectant. I pray that there is an expectancy that will come within every heart. They're coming expecting their God, who is a great God, to do great things. And Father, we honor you. And we say, you are our God. And we are your people. And we thank you that you've chosen us. We thank you that you know every one of us by name. And we thank you that you will meet us in very special ways in the days and the weeks to come. We expect it in Jesus' name. May the Lord, your God, bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you his peace. Not the peace that the world gives. But a peace that passes all understanding. A peace that transcends. A peace that envelops you and your house. I bless every household here with the peace of God. May strife go far away. May arguments cease. May things come into alignment. Let husbands and wives come together. Let children come together. I bless them as they go to their schools, that you will keep them safe, that they will grow up in the things of God. They will grow up knowing their God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Just as you go out, I just want to, want to uh, remind you of one thing. This, when I was introducing Dr. Johnson, I said that the Lord spoke life-changing words to me. And when he said something earlier this morning, I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me that the Lord spoke this clearly to you as a life-changing word. And it was this, to stop grumbling and complaining and put on a garment of praise. And I feel for someone here in particular, that is going to transform your life. So I just wanted to give that to you and reinforce that you know who you are. I want to say that. Have a blessed week. Um, we'll, we will put the offering baskets up here. If you, if you came prepared to give a tithe and offering, please leave it there as you go out today and this fellowship one another, okay? Thanks.